0: i don't die of food poisoning
1: (laughs) or dysentery
0: yeah that's always a possibility
1: (laughs) (laughs) dance monkey dance Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. And I'm John. How you doing, John?
0: I'm doing great. I'm coming to you from offshore, somewhere on the coast of Florida. <laughs> it's it's great. Is it? It is. It is. People are jealous of my life. They S- think it's so
1: glamorous. Sending this out to Mr. and Mrs. America and all the ships of the sea? Isn't that what they used to say?
0: Yes. Yes, and I'm one of the ships at sea. Beep, 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 beep. But, they're, but we're not far enough offshore that I don't have phone service.
1: <laughs> well, that's good.
0: You know, I mean, unless Skynet kicked in, I don't know.
1: It might. Might have. I haven't
0: been following it. I mean, ships being routed through Elon Musk's laptop.
1: That's, that's the only logical conclusion to life on Earth right now, right? Is Skynet?
0: Is Skynet? Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) Is some AI being like, "Yeah, you guys have fucked up this planet enough. You're it's time for you guys to go."
0: Uh, yeah, obviously. (laughs) Florida is now a hot zone for COVID. Yes. Thank you, Republicans.
1: Yes, they've uh, they they've said that it's like Florida, Alabama, Missouri. And somewhere else or, or in Arkansas are going to be the, like, new hotspots. I mean, yeah. it, it doesn't help that you have all those people traveling to Florida for vacation.
0: From other places? From
1: other places, and then just fucking your yes. shit up.
0: Yeah. But, you know, we have a governor who says you don't have to wear masks anymore, and <laughs> you can't ask somebody if they're vaccinated. So, you know, it's all good. Yep. You know, I think we had four or five hundred new cases today. So, yeah, I kind of feel like I'm living the last the last ship. Is that what it was called? <laughs>
1: yeah, that's exactly what that was.
0: Yeah, yeah, the world's gonna end, and here I am, <laughs> uh, rationing my my Pepsi no sugar that I brought with me. <laughs> it's like, okay, if I just have a sip, I'll be okay. One bite of a protein bar will get me through the next 24 hours. There you go. Yeah.
1: It's like the Martian, but on a boat.
0: Right? Oh, maybe I can grow, like, potatoes in my bathroom.
1: There you go. <laughs> What's he doing in there? I'm growing potatoes. Leave me alone.
0: <laughs> and then I can make vodka. <laughs> and-
1: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we were, we were averaging, like, 30 cases to 60 cases a day and I was like okay we finally rounded that corner and now we're back into a couple of hundred a day and it's like you guys are fucking idiots yep and yet I get dirty looks when I walk into a store with a mask on
0: right oh I still wear a mask everywhere
1: oh so do I I mean I got an 11 year old kid that can't get vaccinated so I'm not going to bring anything home
0: right so hey what'd you get at walmart <laughs> covid
1: and the clap the delta, delta variant and it yeah. burns when i pee <laughs> uh. mm-hmm. so i know you're you might not be plugged into things out there but we just had another 80s actor pass away
0: we did
1: yeah so
0: poor guy and he was kind of working up till he died
1: so charlie robinson who played mac on night court which is where most yep. of the people would know him from just passed away um some of the other things he did is the lou grant show and roots the next generation yep uh he was on uh, fresh prince of bel-air and alf and touched by an angel and all, all that other stuff
0: yep and most recently he was on mom with Allison Janney
1: yep yep
0: only 75 yeah that's that's young
1: yeah and it doesn't really say what he died of but
0: uh cardiac arrest with multi-system organ failure due to septic shock and metastatic adenocarcinoma
1: holy shit okay yeah okay I decided I like if I have a choice. I don't want to be in pain when I die. I'd just like to like fall over dead.
0: Yeah, you know, put a pillow over my face, and that'll be it.
1: Yeah, I don't want to suffer. It's okay, for a long time. I'll
0: f- I'll forgive you. I won't haunt you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so
0: I'll be haunting somebody else. But you know, you're safe. <laughs>
1: okay, thanks. <laughs> so yeah. Another another piece of the childhood gone,
0: yeah, who's next, Chris? who's next?
1: I don't know, I mean, he wouldn't have been on um my death pool at all. He's not one of those no, like, he's not one of those like, oh, Charlie Robinson is next.
0: And Ed Asner and Betty White are still
1: alive. Uh, yeah. well. So we, uh, we we took the plunge and um, bought Black Widow this past weekend.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was wondering if you'd seen it in a theater or if you
1: bought it. <clears throat> no, we we ended up buying it. So basically, we game the system and invited um, like there's there's. One of Elisa's or my kids' friends, um, yeah, their family has been just as strict with COVID as we have. So okay. we were like, they wanted to see it, we wanted to see it, and I said, hey, why don't we split the cost? And we'll eat dinner and then we'll watch the movie. And so they came over, and that's what we did. And so it only cost oh, us each nice. fifteen bucks to see the film. I mean, they have a four-person family. We have a three-person family. It would have been way more than that if we had gotten to a theater. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's, you know, I've got, a, I've got a decent sound system. And, you know, we ate beforehand and had, like, snacks and shit during. So, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't bad.
0: Well, that's good. And what did you think? I've, I've heard some different things about it.
1: It's an okay film. It's not that's what sort I've of heard. It's not the best they've done. It's not the worst they've done. Um, they pretty much. Um, how do I how do I put this so I don't spoil anything um, there? There's a character in it that everybody was expecting to be a big heavy because they're a big heavy in the comic books. And they totally did a Mandarin on this character and totally rewrote it from the ground up to make it so that it's not anything like the comic book.
0: Are are we talking about a a villain who can assimilate other people's skills?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Okay. I've heard it's pretty violent. I mean... Not, not so much, not any more violent than any other Marvel movie?
1: No, I think that there's definitely a level that they don't try to go over. Um, okay. It's, the movie is funnier than I was expecting. That they, they injected a lot more comedy into it. Um, okay. You know, when you have people like David Harbour and... Um, I guess Taika Waititi did a pass at some of the script because I guess they were having some issues with like making it a lighter film. So okay. there's some there's a discussion in the movie about what uh to, what it it takes to become a Black Widow because they basically make it so that you can't have kids. And there's, there's a rather descriptive conversation between two of the characters about that. And so that was the one part where everybody who was a parent sitting in my living room kind of looked at each other and was like, okay, is this going to be a conversation we're going to have to have later with the little ears in the room? But nobody really asked about it. Mm. Um, okay. But I mean, it's, it's not bad. I'm glad that they told a story that was, um, mostly a female driven cast. Um, yeah, you know, it's not based on their sexuality. It's not based on anything. Them, them other being strong fighters and like strong female characters. Um, okay. You know, I think and I think when they originally set out to do this, they weren't expecting like um, Scarlet Witch to be as popular as she is now. And like this was going to be like the strong female characters. Um, Right. But now, you know, Marvel just has more on the plate for for their younger female audience. So. You know, it's it's I feel kind of very much like I do about um, Black Panther is I can enjoy this as a fan of Marvel movies, but it's not really made for me. And I I think that's probably where, like, I'll probably watch it again. There's a couple of scenes that are are kind of rewatchable in there for sure. Um, Okay, but. You know, I don't think when we're sitting around going like, what movie should we watch? I don't think that Black Widow is going to be one of those that pops up a lot. Hmm. But, you know,
0: I, I thought it was odd that after they killed her off in Endgame that she was getting a solo movie.
1: I kind of feel like she might have bargained that into this her agreement, though okay I feel like maybe like they came to her and said she look you're not gonna you're not gonna survive um endgame and maybe she said well look you guys have been talking about a solo movie for a long time can we work on that and I can see Kevin Feige being like you've been a part of this for a very long time so why not you know, and it takes place it t- in the timeline. It takes place right after civil war. Right. So it, it's an interesting, it's an interesting look on what happened to her in those two years, or at least part of the two years um, between those two films. But um, you know, did, did they need to make it? Not really doesn't really tie okay. into the rest but I think as a standalone movie it's 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 okay it's okay I don't think it's one of those things where I, I will say this it does tie into another Disney Plus TV show and I think that okay that while
0: one that we've already seen or one that's coming up
1: one that's coming up okay Um, and I think that what they're going to end up doing is like making it so that you don't necessarily have to have watched Black Widow in order to understand what's going to be going on when an, when this character shows up in another Disney Plus TV show I, okay. th- I think you can just be like, like there'll be some kind of um, some kind of line in the dialogue of who this person is and where this person's coming from um, and that'll be enough but you don't necessarily have to watch it's not like the other Marvel films that tie into the greater narrative that's pushing right. whatever the agenda is forward this is kind of a standalone okay. hey here's a story about Natasha that maybe you didn't realize that happened in this certain area okay so I mean
0: it did fairly well at the box office yeah, between in-person theater and the Disney Plus version that you had to pay for.
1: Yeah, and I and I think
0: I mean, eighty million before the weekend, and I think it closed at over two hundred million. That's
1: that's good money. Yeah, and and I think, you know, Marvel at this point can't do any wrong. Like, Marvel is the thing that's going to pull people back into the movie theaters.
0: And oh, definitely and
1: people will go to see that they're not going to go see Dune and they're not going to go see Suicide Squad and any of the other stuff no. that has been pushed back. That's that, that's not going to happen.
0: No. And if you look at the movies that have come out during the pandemic era, um, even Fast and Furious 9 only did 70 million on their yeah. opening you know Wonder Woman did sixteen point seven and I think that was more than it should have gotten
1: <laughs> well and but that was a Christmas where like nobody was going and so right. sixteen million on that i mean the they had did the, they had put that on h b o max to drive people to to h b o and they gained a lot of subscribers and the deal that you were getting was you paid for six months up front. So it was like 60 bucks. So they were getting 60 bucks all at once for that. Yeah. So I don't know.
0: Interesting. I mean, it says the Disney plus revenue was 27% of its box office. That's kind of impressive for a new platform well a new revenue stream
1: and but i think what's interesting is this is the first time that disney has ever put that number out they didn't put that out for mulan they didn't put that out for raya and the last dragon and they didn't put that out for korea because
0: raya only made 8.5 million
1: well and that's and that's the thing like like disney was always like oh this is a great success this premier access thing and i don't think anybody thought that that was true and so now, yeah. now if they had started with Black Widow and said, Hey, all of the big tentpole movies, we're going to do this with, but you're going to have to pay 30 bucks to see it. Now they can stand up and be like, this is a, this is a, a success.
0: Well, and you proved it, you know, Yeah. you, you got two families together and you didn't spend, you know, $200 for all of you to go to the movies and buy popcorn and, you know three gallon size sodas so
1: right and Disney is profiting the entire amount off of that thirty dollars yep they're not having to split it even a little bit with with the theater chains right I think I think from now on you're going to see a hybrid system come out especially from Disney
0: oh most definitely most definitely definitely they're seeing that it works. They're seeing with each release that's come out on the, um, the premium level, they've steadily grown the business. Right. You know, Ryan, the last dragon was eight and a half million. Cruella was 21.5 million. Now black widow opened at 80 million. So they're seeing that this is going to work right this is a brand new way of approaching family entertainment
1: and if if you if you do that with big releases if you were going to do that with an iron man movie or an avengers movie they would have doubled their take on disney plus
0: oh definitely
1: like the fact that this was black widow and it was you know a solo film of a character that's already dead You know, probably kept people from buying it. But if it was something that tied in and that you had to see, or like get spoiled, they would they would have cleaned up.
0: Yeah, I mean, not for me. I'm gonna wait until it's free.
1: Right, but you're not you're not one of those people that like is trading in like the idea of spoilers of like. Right, you know, you're not you're not in a position where people are like, "Oh, did you did you see this?" And like, no, mm-hmm. I, no, don't tell me. I'm I want to watch it. Right, like the the morning that it came out, like the like comicbook.com and those places already had spoiler shit up, and it was right. like, you guys at least got to wait a little bit. There's got to be some kind of moratorium on like, like you can't spoil shit for like the first weekend
0: no no I gotta be the first one to have that 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 synopsis that review that you know that's what it's all about it's all about the clicks baby all about the clicks
1: yeah well click my ass (laughs) did you uh did you watch Loki
0: I did watch Loki oh my god (laughs) It just keeps getting better. It's like, oh my, I, it's, I, I loved the, the, uh, what did they call the place? The void? The void, yeah. The void and all the different Lokis who come into the bowling alley <laughs> to go against the other Lokis who are camped out there. And there's like the, the black one with the, the Snoop Dogg ponytail, uh, pigtails. And I, yep. I, it was great, President Loki. I think that's my new
1: favorite. Yeah, the I love the I love the shot of when they were climbing down too, and there's Mjolnir and Frog, uh, Frog Thor. Throg. Yeah. Yes. And like Vo-
0: voiced by Chris Hemsworth.
1: Yeah, and I I really I really enjoy the. I don't even know what to call it. Is it the MCTU? Is it the Marvel? cinematic television universe cinematic
0: television universe
1: <laughs> it's they're, we they're, should
0: phrase that we should make that trend
1: <laughs> sure why not
0: yeah heard it here first
1: um, yeah I mean I don't I don't know I think that Marvel has hit on like the comic book movies were one thing And Mm -hmm. they revolutionized an entire industry and went from being almost bankrupt to being the most popular movie studio in the world. And now they figured out a way to tell basically weekly comic books. Like they're putting weekly comic books on TV now and they're able to tell Mm -hmm. complete runs of comic books in six weeks. And I really feel like Marvel's going to look at this and be like, this is this, this, we might do fewer films and more TV shows if they can figure out like money.
0: Yeah. I mean, now that we're, what are we moving into the phase four of the Marvel universe? Yep. If, if they were smart and got the same deals with these actors that they got for, you know, Downey and Evans and all those other people. it's like this you know, I'm sure they're paying more than they would have liked
1: right and and they had just come out and said, Kevin Feige just came out and said that they are doing away with like the multi picture contracts, and yeah. that basically they're going to see how people respond and they're going to decide a couple of years out which which characters are going to move on and it's going to be the actors that really want to be there. And to me, that kind of sounds like they had some issues with like Downey and Evans wanting to get out of the contracts. And I think, I think what they're putting in place now is they're going to have characters that they can go to and say, do you want to do the next Avengers film? And then they're just going to start plugging people in.
0: Well, and then you've got people like Paul Bettany who are, you know, just foaming at the mouth to be in another movie.
1: Right. And Chris Hemsworth said that he would do it for as long as they wanted. Pratt's saying he'll do it for as long yeah. as they want him. So I feel they, like they there's enough there. what
0: their future holds.
1: Yeah. See, oh, yeah. I feel like Hemsworth could be a legitimate action actor. I think he's done enough stuff even outside. After,
0: even after the Ghostbusters reboot.
1: Well, did you see? You didn't see Extraction, right on Netflix?
0: No. Which is it,
1: which is him as a special forces guy. Excellent film. He carries the film, and yeah. but I think he understands that like he can go do those little films in between, and the Marvel thing is going to be his main cash cow. Sure. So I think why not? Right. And, and I think, I think, you know, them calling him up to be like, Hey, do you want to do this, this voice in Loki? He's got enough of a, of a, you know, friendship with Hiddleston where they, he was like, yeah, sure. Why wouldn't I? And I think that that just opens up the TV series for more bigger name celebrities in the Marvel universe showing up.
0: Well, in six to eight episodes, that's easy for an actor. Yep. Than making a commitment for you know, twenty
1: three,
0: a full season. Yeah. I mean, that's a piece of cake. I got to do six episodes, and I get paid much as if I a feature film.
1: Right. Hell and, yeah. And and like, it's most of these are going to be a one shot deal. You know, yeah. they're they're not making Vision, one season two. They're I don't think they're making. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier season two. They've talked about well, Loki. No, because but aren't they going to do a new yeah? They're making
0: Captain America with Anthony Mackie. So yeah. you know, I mean, they're they're using their characters wisely. Yep. They're not. It's not a WB show or CW or whatever the hell network. You know, Flash and Arrow and Stargirl are on.
1: Right, and I think I they're, think
0: they're very careful.
1: I I feel like the what what Marvel has produced on Disney Plus so far has shown the other um Marvel actors that they can stretch their characters in ways that they don't get to do on screen. Oh, sure. You know,
0: it totally puts the focus on on that one actor, that one character as opposed to you know you've got two scenes in in you know endgame uh yeah hawkeye you know
1: yeah exactly so so i think i think they can see the writing on the wall and like you said six to ten episodes or whatever they're doing they're more than willing to come and do it i mean you're not getting you're not you're never going to get robert danny jr back and chris evans
0: no, but look at what Robert Downey Jr. is doing post-Marvel. Uh, Dr. Doolittle. You know? Well... He's kind of doing these little ego films.
1: But they also... They they released a, a trailer this week for the What If series. And yep. it's really apparent really quick that he did not come back to, to voice Tony Stark for that. And it, Oh, really? Yeah, it's him, Evan's... Um, I think Benedict Cumberbatch wanted to do it, but he had something else going on. Um, the collector, the guy B- Benicio del Toro, and Captain Marvel, um, whatever her name is, Brie Larson, didn't come Brie back. Larson. Okay. Um. So they had to go get soundalikes for them. Um. But I mean. You would think that they that would be the thing that, that would draw them back because they don't have to get in the costume. They don't have to do any of that other shit. Yeah. You know, just go to a recording studio. They'll, they'll talk you through it. You get to be in Marvel again.
0: Here's your check. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And now you can be another action figure and, you know, make more money <laughs> on the back end. sounds like win-win to me i'll do a marvel movie
1: <laughs> suit me up sure but getting back to loki i one of the things that i really have enjoyed specifically with this one is the the visual effects are like top hollywood caliber i mean this was this oh, yeah. was an episode it's feature film
0: quality this is
1: an episode that that rests on the visual effects And there's so many Easter eggs. There's so many things that are scattered around the void that, you know, it's, it's making Marvel fans sit up and and like go frame by frame to, yeah, like to see what's there. There's the Thanos helicopter. There's a, there's a, um, a statue head from the living tribunal. And there's like all kinds of these deep Marvel cuts that, that are now yeah. canon in the MCU. Hmm.
0: I mean, you know, even Throg. You know, the the Thor frog character. It's like, who would have thought that would have shown up as being canon? You know, right. that's like a silly throwaway.
1: Right. But yeah, I I'm gonna be very sad this week when it's over.
0: But there'll be more, Chris. There's so much more to look forward to. You know, What If is going to start. The Hawkeye TV show. The She-Hulk TV show. Moon Knight. um, Ms. Marvel. Yeah, Moon Knight.
1: I know, but...
0: She-Hulk definitely looks interesting. Even the format of what they're going to do with it. You know it's going to be unlike some of the other other movies and series in that um, supposedly she Hulk is going to break the fourth wall. She's right. going to like directly address the audience, and that sounds cool to me.
1: Right, and, and, and
0: Mark Ruffalo is back as Bruce. So,
1: in, in the comic book, she is the only comic book character that's aware that they're in a comic book. Mm-hmm. So it's and at least in no, I take that back because Deadpool talks to the audience too.
0: Oh yeah. But Deadpool's kind of on the fringe.
1: Yeah, for sure. And Deadpool I, I don't know if Deadpool was ever an Avenger. I know he he was with the X-Men a lot so. because he's a mutant. But I don't I don't know if Deadpool was ever an Avenger. Deadpool <clears throat> Avenger? Question mark.
0: Well, he wasn't in Endgame. <laughs>
1: Oh, so apparently following Secret Secret Wars, Wade Wilson was brought into the Avengers Unity Division, a branch of the Avengers that initially formed after the aftermath um, I guess of Secret Wars. So, uh, he was an Avenger at some point. Okay.
0: well you know ryan reynolds finally gets to be a decent superhero
1: <laughs> i like the deadpool movies i can't really
0: no i'm referring to green lantern
1: oh green lantern yeah yeah well you know everybody gets one mistake chris evans was yeah johnny storm so i right you know everybody everybody can play more than one superhero and if you if you've never seen the fantastic four films don't bother
0: mm-hmm. but no. they're horrible
1: yeah they are on disney plus but yep you don't have to watch them
0: but what you need to do is find the original fantastic four movie the to Roger see Forman how horrible one? it is yes yeah the one they tried to bury
1: yep they only made it so that they could keep the rights
0: Yep, that was it.
1: So I read an interesting article today.
0: You did? you, have you I'm ever, so proud of you for reading.
1: Thank you, I try. Have you ever seen the 1980s movie Escape from New York with Kurt Russell? Of course. Okay. Did you know that that movie was influenced in part by JJ J. Abrams and his father. What? So, okay. No. <clears throat> yes. Yes. So JJ J. Abrams was only a teenager at the time. But he, I guess his father took him to a screening of um Escape from New York when it was still being edited. It's one of it, like like um like a preview because I guess they were having some issues and John Carpenter wanted it to wanted an audience reaction to it. So at the end of the screening, JJ J. Abrams, they um John Carpenter asked if anybody had anything that they wanted to to add that they felt was, you know, what was going on in the film. And JJ J. Abrams raised his hand and stood up and said what happens to, um? oh, what's her name? Now I'm blanking on her name. Ad- Adrienne Barbeau?
0: Adrienne Barbeau, yeah.
1: What happens to her character? Because you never see what happens. It's implied that she dies, but you don't actually see it. And okay. so, um, John Carpenter made a note, and he happened to be married to Adrienne Barbeau at the time, and he hired a film crew to oh. come to their house and filmed her death scene in their driveway <laughs> okay so the other part of the story is that his father who was there um, stood up and said I have an issue with the movie and John Carpenter said okay what he said you have this opening and there's a there's a deleted opening where Snake Plissken is robbing a bank and it's the robbing of the bank and him getting caught before you see him show up to New York to be put on this mission. And he said, JJ okay. J. Abrams father said, don't you think it would be more of a powerful introduction if you don't see snake Plissken until he arrives at the, at the, at, I guess it's Liberty Island that they're on. Um, and John Carpenter thought about it and said you know what I really need to look at that and he cut it out of the film so J.J. J. Abrams okay. and his father directly had influence on Escape from New York
0: Hmm. wow
1: yeah I thought that was fascinating because okay. when I read the, the, the headline it was like something about J.J. J. Abrams and Escape from New York and I was like how could that be like he wasn't a director back then. And then I read the story and I was like, right. holy shit. Okay.
0: Yeah. That's intriguing. Yeah. And look at G.J. Abrams today. Yeah. He saved, escaped from New York.
1: <laughs> I don't know if he's one saved of the greatest.
0: Him. B movies of all time. Oh come on, that's until they remade it as Escape from L.A.
1: Well, yeah.
0: Oh, I'm not. I'm not saying I don't find it incredibly enjoyable, but um,
1: it made Kurt Russell an action star. Yeah, I mean he now he's Santa Claus. He had done the thing, and that was a decent like horror sci-fi film, but it wasn't an action Mm -hmm. film, and you know, escape from New York was his ticket into like all those 80s films, all 80s films. And then yes, they got together. Culminating
0: with Captain Ron.
1: Yes, exactly. And then him and, and, um, Carpenter got together in the nineties and remade it into escape from LA, which is the exact same story, just different Mm -hmm. coast.
0: Right. A little bit bigger budget.
1: Yeah. I think, I think they should have done a sequel to big trouble in little China.
0: I, uh, I would still love to see that. I think it should have been a series.
1: <laughs> the. the Him
0: just driving around in, in the, the truck and never quite seeing the, the monster that was tagging along.
1: The Pork Chop Express? It
0: was always like, yes, the Pork Chop Express. <laughs> Jack Burton.
1: I recently rewatched that. And for as yeah. hokey as it is, it still stands up.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's a really good movie.
1: (laughs) Ah, Kurt Russell.
0: One of my favorites. Not like he's, you know, Patrick Stewart or some, you know, super trained actor. You know, coming from the Disney stable. But um, he's definitely been um, a prominent figure through every decade since then.
1: Yeah, and now you have people like Quentin Tarantino that are writing things specifically for him. Right. I mean, I don't know if you watched Hateful Eight, but... I mean, he is a huge part of that. I did not
0: watch Hateful Eight. Yeah.
1: And so like you know when you have when you have directors like Tarantino and who see the actors that they were fond of and now have a chance to work with them so they just put them in films right you know it's you get revitalized careers just like John Travolta but mm-hmm. you know I guess that fell away
0: but then you do hairspray <laughs> And what was the other one? Battle for the Earth?
1: Oh, oh. Something. <laughs> yeah, what was that called? That was the book from L. Ron Hubbard, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, the Scientology movie. Battlefield that Earth. That was a good choice. Yes. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yes. That's it. Yep. Yes.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, everybody makes a mistake. It just happens. Uh, in, yeah, sometimes one repeatedly.
0: Of Yes. Uh, Have you heard about Rob Zombie's next movie? No. He is remaking The Munsters.
1: Oh, why?
0: And I don't know how I feel about that. Apparently, he loved the series. He's going to be very authentic to it. Uh, He posted a drawing of The Munsters' house, Front Elevation. Um, And it looks really close to the one from the TV show.
1: So is his but wife I playing just, Lillian? Yes. Uh, that is you the rumor. serious? Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, man. See, that's why it's like, oh, I don't know. I mean, I liked the Joss, uh, Joss Weed, Brain Singer version with Eddie Izzard, his grandpa. I really wish that had become, you know, a full-blown series and not a stupid, you know, TV movie. And it was darker than the original, Jerry, uh, what's his name from Stand By Me, Jerry Mahoney, Jerry, you know who I mean.
1: Jerry. Oh, 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 oh. Jerry. Jerry O'Connell.
0: Yeah, him was Herman.
1: How did I miss this?
0: And Portia de Rossi was Lily. When was this? Uh, how long ago was that? Let me see. Uh, 2012.
1: Really? Yeah. All right. I'm looking at the elevation of the, the Munster house. I mean, that yeah. is exactly like the TV show.
0: Yeah. But is he going to bring his stable of actors to this? And, you know, mm. I'm not really big on the gore aspect of his films. Right. I mean, and I'm sure it's not going to be a family movie.
1: Yeah. You don't think so? You don't think he tries to, to broaden the thing
0: to cross over to being respectable like.
1: So there, there is a picture on his Instagram where he's on the universal back lot in front of the original Munster house. So, okay. I wonder whether or not they're going to redo that house into the Munster.
0: Uh, I could see them doing it cuz the house still stands, right. obviously. It, it was
1: it was part of um um What the fuck was that TV show?
0: Desperate Housewives. Desperate
1: Housewives. Yeah, that was part of Wisteria Lane. Yep. So, Oh god, man. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it yet. It's like don't don't fuck this up. We'll have to wait and see.
1: I mean, I'm I'm not opposed to a monster <laughs> film. Oh, okay. No, neither am I so part of part of his Instagram is uh, he's been the Budapest scouting for the Munsters
0: hmm okay
1: so I don't know if they're gonna do like you know they come over from Transylvania
0: be like an origin story yeah but what about Marilyn
1: well that would probably be one that they didn't include yeah. I again, I'm not, I'm not opposed to a new Munster project, but at the same time, the only movie that I've ever seen of his that I truly liked was The Devil's Rejects, and that's because he okay. did it like his own thing. He wasn't, he wasn't trying to glom on to any other IP. It was just his take on like a a horror slash action film. Right. But it's super violent and, you know, there are things in there that, that are gross, but he needs, he needs to not do that to the monsters.
0: Yeah. I mean, if he was smart, he'd, he'd get some, you know, some recognizable talent, not his wife. Right. But, I mean, he's got a stable of actors that he uses quite often. So that, you know, maybe this is his fan film.
1: (laughs) Oh, so the I'm looking at pictures from Mockingbird Lane, which was the 2012 project. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. like. Besides the. The stitching across the neck of Herman. Yep. He doesn't look like Frankenstein. Lily doesn't look like a vampire. Whatever. I mean, Eddie Izzard looks a little weird, but it's Eddie Izzard.
0: Yeah. And he he doesn't look like Grandpa.
1: No. So,
0: yeah, it was definitely an interesting take on the series okay and it was much darker um there's a scene where uh herman's uh frankenstein heart is giving out so they lure somebody to the house and kill him and do a heart transplant oh so uh yeah okay it it, it's definitely darker okay And Portia de Rossi looked pretty good as Lily. I think that when you first see her, she appears out of, like, spiders or cockroaches or something. Okay. I don't remember. But it was, I mean, it was interesting. (laughs) I wonder if it had actually had more support that it would have... um, had a little more thought in it right instead of like oh yeah well this isn't going to series so let's just wrap it up and sell it to somebody
1: yeah i mean they could have known while they were they were making it that like oh this probably isn't gonna get picked up yeah And apparently they did shoot on Mysteria Lane. Because according to the okay. trivia, the shell of the original Mockingbird Lane can be, be briefly seen when Marilyn and Grandpa are walking down the street to pass out cookies.
0: Hmm. Okay. Interesting.
1: I don't know. I don't think you can ever recapture the Fred Gwynn Not at wonderment all. of the no. show. No. I mean, the that-
0: the the chemistry that Fred Gwynn and um, Al Lewis had, yeah, because they had been in in Car Fifty Four. Where are you previous to this? So I I mean they the relationship was was pretty strong. Um, I liked Yvonne De Carlo as Lily. Right, she did a decent job. And it's not the first time that they've rebooted it.
1: No, they did the monsters today
0: they did the monsters today with uh lee merriweather
1: yep lee merriweather is lily john yep. shook is herman yep and that that actually lasted a couple of seasons there were 73 episodes of the monsters today
0: wow yeah okay and I want to say there was even another version of it with Veronica Hamill.
1: Here come the monsters? I
0: don't know why I know that. Um, Ver- Veronica. It?
1: Yes. That's Veronica Hamill was Lily Monster. Here
0: come the monsters. Yep. I know lots of useless shit.
1: <laughs> Color me impressed.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, Robert Morse was grandpapa. Robert Morse was a big theater actor Christine Taylor who played Marsha in the Brady Bunch movie Uh huh. yeah wow
1: see I'd never okay. heard of this one either
0: uh, Edward Herman played Herman
1: Edward Herman Herman
0: Edward Herman 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 Herman, Herman, Herman. yep yep bizarre
1: ah
0: uh, things we'll come <laughs> up with
1: I mean it's weird that like none of this stuff like is anywhere. Oh, I guess you can watch this on Tubi. Uh tubitv.com. Sure. You can you can watch Here Comes the Monsters.
0: Well, I feel a new binge coming on.
1: <laughs> See, this would be the type of thing that I think would be really fun like like Saturday nights in October like leading up to Halloween of watching like really weird like bad stuff like that sitcoms
0: this. yeah well i used to love the halloween episodes of different sitcoms oh um, those were great you know uh home improvement did it um god there was a series that had Dan Aykroyd as a priest, right? And the the guy who was in Boston Common was like a novice priest. And in the Halloween episode, uh, Dan Aykroyd's character is dressed up like Julie Child, like, <laughs> like he used to do on SNL. Right.
1: Yeah. Roseanne, Roseanne. Oh my God. The
0: Roseanne Halloween episodes were the best.
1: Yep. 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 That you could always count on a Halloween episode and a Christmas episode every yep. year
0: kids you don't know what you're missing
1: <laughs> so just just in case you want to go to Tubi to watch stuff you can watch the Munsters Revenge from 1981 which is an hour and a half okay. movie with it looks like the original cast except for Butch Patrick uh, the okay. Munsters Scary Little Christmas from 1996 a animated show called the Mini Monsters from 1973 here come the Munsters and Munsters go home that's all on Tubi
0: wow okay wow Tubi what yeah. do you know
1: gotta sit through commercials but you can see this stuff
0: all Munsters all the time
1: that's right the all the all Munsters yep. channel
0: <laughs> why not I mean there's so many niche networks coming out
1: and because I'm
0: surprised there's not a Halloween channel
1: you would think so. I mean, isn't that really yeah. what Shudder is, though? Uh, no?
0: I guess. It's more horror.
1: And if you really want, like, because it was close to the spelling of monster, um, they also have a movie called Mazes and Monsters. And that's it. The the thing says when a college student Tom Hanks Yes and his pals play their favorite board yes. game in a fabled local cavern, fantasy and reality merge into a harrowing escapade.
0: Yes. I remember that movie.
1: So that's on there as well.
0: Wow. That that's a must watch. You should check <laughs> that out.
1: Yeah, Mazes and Monsters?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I just remember that, that at the end of the movie, after they've had like this horrible ordeal, like one of the parents—I think it's Tom Hanks' character—like redoes his bedroom so it looks like the movie set of Casablanca. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: Oh, uh, okay. I may have to watch that.
0: It, it, it's very weird.
1: It's only an hour. And, and half.
0: isn't it written by? Yeah. Was it written by uh, a romance novelist? I want to say Rona Rona Jaffe.
1: Uh, let me look it up. Hang on.
0: Yes. Okay. Yes, it was.
1: So was this like one of his first films? Yes. Oh wow!
0: It had to have been.
1: Wow. I mean the the stills from it just look amazing.
0: <laughs> well, I mean it was a typical '80s kind of TV movie. Right. But yeah, I do remember seeing this movie on TV when it first came out.
1: All right, I may have to watch it just to laugh at it. <laughs>
0: Uh, it was after bosom buddies
1: oh oh wow
0: it was right after bosom buddies yep
1: so this was like hey you were on a tv show and uh yep. you want to be in the movie and he said and then his sure. first
0: movie was splash and he's been a legend ever since <laughs> I'm still waiting for the bosom buddies reboot.
1: Are you? You think him and uh yeah. So do they come do... on Th-
0: throw Peter Scolari a bone and do a reunion.
1: Come on. Do, do you think so like like now they're running a um an all boys like house or whatever and women have to like dress as boys and sneak in? Dress as men? The, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. No, I, I want to see them both in drag again. <laughs> like they, they witness a mob killing and they have to go on, uh, you know, on the lamb and dress as women. <laughs> like some like it hot. I, I would watch that.
1: I didn't realize Ernie Hudson was in an episode of this bosom buddies oh really yeah in drag well the character name is rochelle so i'm assuming so Uh, (laughs) i mean i i only remember the opening titles to this i don't i couldn't tell you any of the like episodes or anything really yeah
0: I mean, it started Holland Taylor. I mean, I love it was, Holland Taylor.
1: It was 1980. Dan so, Eckhart's
0: wife, Donna Dixon.
1: So I was, I was four or five when it first came out. Okay. So I don't remember a whole lot of it. I kind of remember reruns, but
0: okay. Uh
1: reruns. I just remember that shot in the opening where he's putting money in the in the parking meter and then he goes and like that's where they're sunbathing yes yeah that's that's really the only thing I can picture that's from it that's bodies. all you get yep
0: uh, y- you should check it you should rewatch it yeah yeah I would say rewatch it would it be nostalgic it's only 37 episodes come on
1: yeah, but you got to buy them from Amazon. Uh, oh, I know what I wanted to tell you.
0: It's Rochelle. Oh.
1: What? Okay. You you cut out, so I thought you were done talking. Are we done talking about bosom Buddies? Tell me. Huh? Huh? Wait, you're what? cutting out again. No! Okay. All right. I think you're okay now. Okay. I need to tell you about the auction.
0: Oh, are you the proud owner of a new prop?
1: So, I re- I, I registered that day last week when we were on the show. And I wasn't yep. actually allowed to um, bid until they had checked my credentials or something. Um, okay. But the next day, I was allowed to bid, so I bid. The original bid was four twenty-five when I first looked at it, so I bid okay. four fifty, and was, I was the winning bid up until the day of the auction. And oh no! And so I got an email that said, "Hey, you've been outbid. Would you like to raise it?" So I raised it to five hundred because I was like. Maybe, maybe if I'm lucky, I can get it for that. The winning bid for the original last Star Fighter prop helmet thing was thirteen hundred dollars.
0: Whoa! So how are you going to explain that to your
1: wife? <laughs> well, I'm I'm not because I didn't do it. Okay. I I I bid on it. I felt good that I bid on it, but there is no way in hell I was going to spend thirteen hundred bucks on it. No, I I would agree with that. So yeah, no, I'm not a I'm not a proud owner.
0: Oh, next time.
1: But you know what I did do? So once I was outbid for five hundred bucks, I then put it on Facebook, on the Last Starfighter forum, and said, "Hey, yeah. don't know if any of you guys saw this, but if you want to bid on it, and I think maybe some of those guys bid on it, which drove it up to thirteen hundred. Oh. But you know whoever got it, I hope they're a big fan. I hope that like you know they would appreciate it as much as I would have, but sure, you know, I don't know how often um that kind of stuff comes up for auction, but
0: yeah, no, I mean, I have never really seen too much.
1: I've seen a couple of things at Prop store of London, but those those are always really expensive,
0: yeah. We don't have that kind of money.
1: (laughs) Oh, were you chipping in? Should I have gone? I didn't know I had you. Well, we'd have to share
0: it, you know. It it would be like the time machine on on Big Bang Theory.
1: (laughs) I ship it to You get it for
0: six months. I get it for six months.
1: (laughs) I'd totally be willing to share it if it meant, you know, coming to a good home.
0: Yeah, or you know, I get it for a weekend. You get it for the week, and trade off. (laughs)
1: It's an awful far drive to swap them, though.
0: Hmm. We could make it work. <laughs> <sighs> we could make it work.
1: Okay. Well, I didn't know that, or else I would have. I would have called you to see how much you wanted to go up.
0: Um, Five dollars.
1: That's not gonna gonna win.
0: That's why I only get it for the weekend. <laughs> you have it for most of the week. Oh. I get okay. it for two days. I my, see. My my five dollar cut.
1: I see how you are. Yeah. Fine, whatever. Yeah. I was trying to find I know that I had downloaded the Prop Store of London catalog for the, yeah. the one that they just had I was interested to see if they had any of that in there uh, let's see if I can Starfighter Come on, search. It was... So I put in The Last Starfighter and I get Battlestar Galactica.
0: Hmm.
1: Okay, so they actually have, like, prosthetics and stuff from The Last Starfighter? And the really? the Robert Preston Centauri alien mask thing was estimated to be sold for twenty five hundred bucks, and it sold for six thousand five hundred.
0: Holy crap! Yeah. Wow.
1: The last Starfighter production photography archive and promotional and e- ephemera was yep. estimated for a 1,000 pounds, the winning bid was 2,750 pounds. So I guess 1,300 bucks for a helmet was probably a steal.
0: Yeah, right? See, you should have just kept <laughs> up in your bid. Just keep keep adding to it. Yep, $2,000.
1: Oh, I couldn't have done that, though.
0: <laughs> oh, come on
1: that would have hurt. No,
0: there's a lot of last last starfighter um, storyboards for only 300
1: oh well there you go
0: and that's prop store UK I guess depending on the content they go from 195 to 495 oh well you know Oop, 595 <laughs> yeah so, you know, I mean, still within your price range.
1: <laughs> there you go.
0: I said go for it.
1: <laughs> yeah, you'd love spending go money. Go for
0: it. Yeah, it's your money. Sure, Track why not? loose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So there was an auction on June 5th, 2009 from Heritage Auctions for a last Starfighter prop laser pistol. And it comes with the belts and the little cartridges and all the shit that you see in the movie. And that was unsold. Really? That went unsold, yeah. So that's What was the
0: opening bid on it?
1: It doesn't say. Hmm. that's weird I mean it it would be interesting because I mean that was 1984 so how much of the stuff did they really keep and how much of it just wound well, up in people's collections
0: or um, in the garbage right You know, like all those original Disney animation cells that they used to, like, throw on the floor and surf on in the animation (laughs) department. Yeah. You know, and, and what kind of condition is a prosthetic from 1984?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know.
0: I mean, I could see if they were, like, original Spock ears or something iconic. But you know Robert Preston's prosthetic
1: well that's what surprises me is this is the fact that like it's a real kind of niche movie like a lot of people have seen it, but not not everybody is you know not everybody is a big enough fan to collect the props from it yeah, true, yet you look at this stuff and it's like going for thousands of dollars. So, apparently, for iCollector.com, there are no upcoming things for Last Starfighter. So, I will have to mm, wait. Okay. Someday. Someday. All right. You got anything else for this week?
0: We could talk about Bill Cosby's uh, relaunching his comedy tour.
1: That's not going to happen nobody nobody in their right Feelings mind out there nobody in their right mind would would put him up and pay him I don't know maybe it's, you don't think so i think the same people
0: who would go see louis c k would probably buy tickets to Bill Cosby's comeback tour <laughs> just saying uh, possibly come on he's 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 a confessed rapist yeah I mean he he said under oath that he drugged women to have sex with them Yep. so I think there's a certain demographic that would go see that now do you think somebody's going to have to like guide him onto the stage because he's like blind (laughs) (laughs) is he or think? He, do you think he like navigates by sonar?
1: Well, yeah, probably. Yeah, Bloop.
0: I don't know. Bloop. Not a Bloop. not a hot ticket for me.
1: No, <laughs> I can't buy that for your birthday.
0: No, uh, God no. <laughs>
1: well, you know, we'll see. I might yep. surprise you with like his book when it comes out.
0: Oh, Jesus.
1: <laughs> Signed copy to my dear friend. Autog- I Jonah. do have an
0: autographed picture of him.
1: Do you? Yeah, but yeah. you have autographed pictures of everybody.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I should start a wall of shame. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, it's Kevin Spacey, Bill Cosby. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, that's go. all I got.
1: All right. All right, well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week.
0: Get the fucking shot. (laughs)